study in the Sechta Avos, which is the chapter of the portion of Nezikin. The obvious question is, why did the Holy Rabbis put it in section of damages? Because the greatest damage that can be is when people don't conduct themselves properly. Since they are the forefathers of the Jewish people, they understood that there cannot be a human race without proper conduct, and therefore they saw it fitting, you know, to place here all the things that they studied and all the things that they learned and all the things that they received from generation to generation, they compiled for us over here on the Sechta others. So it is a very, very rewarding learning. This is a learning that we do between Pesach and Sukkot, every Shabbos, we learn a certain portion, a lot of places they learn it with a rabbi, you know, speaking to the congregation, because a Jew is required constantly to better himself. A Jew can never be happy with his position in life, where he is, there's always what to grow. The Holy Vilna Gong, I mentioned to you in the past, says that the whole purpose we came down on this world is to break our character traits. That's what Masech Ta'avos, uh, you know, tends to do. The rabbis teach us, Lema'aminim ba, some of the chayim, Lema'as me'ilim ba, some of the mafsa, which means Torah is a two-edged sword. Lema'aminim ba, to the righties, the one that go right with the proper intent, that means with truth, because Torah is MS, so when they go with the truth, is Lema'aminim ba, so then it's some of the chai, it's a potion of life. And God forbid, and those that go to the left, that means they twist and turn sometimes, not the way they're supposed to, with the not proper intent, then it could be some of the mafsa. Then it could be a potion of God forbid that can lead to death. And we see this all over the world. Some people have used Torah in the wrong fashion, you know, for their own benefit. But he starts off here, Kol Yisrael, all of Israel, Yesh Lehem they have a portion in the world to come. I was speaking to a crowd, and I said, there's a tremendous lesson over here. The rabbis are saying to us that every Jew has a chalik, has a portion in Olam Where did they get that from? Obviously, they got it from Hashem. It is Hashem. Hashem says every year has a portion in an So if that's the case, how could a Jew mistreat another Jew? If God Himself says He has a place in Olam Haba, so that means God cherishes every single Jewish neshama. He cherishes every single Jew. So if a God cherishes every single Jew, then how is it possible for one Jew to hurt another Jew? Or how is it possible for one Jew to malice another Jew or do anything that can cause a Jew grief. We are commanded in the Torah you're not allowed to cause any Jew any pain and any suffering in any shape or form, whether it's physically or whether it's through words. So we see a tremendous uh, thing here right from the get-go. The other rabbis also say that every Jew has a chilek and elam above means that when you were born into the Jewish race, you are a very fortunate person. You have an inheritance. You have a place in Olam Haba. That's very exciting news. A child is born into a rich family, 
Okay, he knows he has a rich inheritance, he has real estate, so on and so forth. So the rabbis are teaching us here that we have to appreciate our Judaism. We have to appreciate that we were born a Jew. We have to appreciate that we're proud of our Judaism. We're proud to be a Jew. Because when you are born as a Jew, you get certain real estate right away from the beginning. But the caution, it's only a chalik, it's only a portion. Now what do you do with your portion? You can give out real estate to 10 people in 10 different places in the world. One person builds an empire on the real estate. And another person leaves it desolate. So the rabbis are saying, yes, you got a chalik. You have a portion in Elam Abba. That's a wonderful thing. You got a good head start. But what are you going to do with that chalik? What are you going to do with it? It's like they say a king took... Two people and he put them into a room. And he gave them the same ingredients. And gave them an egg. And he gave some flour and he gave some water. One person baked the cake. The other person was left with water, flour and uh, the egg. Didn't do anything. So that's what it is. That's right from the get-go. And how do we know that? So the rabbis never spoke from their brains. They didn't just shoot from their hip. Everything that the rabbi said was a tradition that was passed down from the prophets and the prophets from Moshe and so on and so forth. So there's a Pesach in the prophet Yeshaya which says, and your nation kulam tzadikim. They are all righteous. We have a guarantee here from the Prophet, and that is also what we speak about a lot of times, you shall judge your friend favorably. So right from the get-go, the Prophet is saying that your nation are tzaddikim, they're righteous, righteous from birth, and la'olam forever yishu oretz, foreverness means that it doesn't end. That means that it refers to Olam Haba. That's where they get this from. And Neitzimatoya, they are a very protected treasure of Hashem. And it's Masa Yodai. The person is carved from Hashem. And that is something that Hashem, God, uh, adores very, very much. You know, to Hashem Yisborach, we are very precious. And this is a guarantee that in the future we will inherit our portion in the world to come. That means in Ganeiden is Netzamatai, which is the special treasure, special place of Hashem. Who does Hashem reserve that for? What does He reserve that for? He reserves that for us. But even though the Prophet says that we are all tzaddik and we need to live up to that stature of the righteousness that he portrays us as. If God created us and we are a part of him, so then we are supposed to behave a certain way that is reflective of who created us. When we as a people or as an individual do not conduct ourselves properly, being a son of the king, that is a disgrace to the king. And that's why we are cautioned very much over here that we're given the benefit of the doubt and we are reminded 
that we have a place in Gan Eden. We are reminded that we are the handiwork of Hashem. We are reminded that God adores Himself with us. That is why He created the world, B'Shul Yisrael. God adores Himself. He crowns Himself with us. So how dare we then behave in a fashion that is not befitting a child of a king. Kings always were known that all of their offspring were trained a certain way. They were trained in the conduct of the palace. They were trained to behave royally. That is really what we have a responsibility to do, to behave royally as children of the king so that we can deserve all the benefits that the king has in store for us in the palace. Now what happens with the king who has children that, God forbid, don't behave according to the disciplines of the palace and they don't do what they're supposed to do. So as much as the king loves his children, he can't desecrate the palace. And many times children of a king that did not conduct themselves properly did not benefit from what the royal kingship had to offer. So this is all part and parcel a vision for the Jewish people as a people and also as individuals. And that's very interesting why, right when he starts off, it's all on a positive note. There's no negative, no fear, no threats. It's just about good stuff. Hey, you have a chelik and elam haba. We can't even measure a second in olam haba. In Ganadin, it's worth more than all the pleasures that exist in this world, that all people experience in all generations. So we don't have even a concept what this means, that we've got good stuff waiting for us. 